I mean, what I mean is that I don't do much else except for shop and hang out. You can do anything you want. Anything you put your heart and your mind into. I believe that. Hey, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4 Presents Podstalgic, a film podcast on core temp arts. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a podcast? Welcome to another episode of Podstalgic. I'm your host, Peter, and this is a podcast where we take a nostalgic look and rediscover movies new and old. And for this episode, we are doing another 30th anniversary review. And joining me on this review is Alexa from You Can Rewind It. You Can Rewind It. How are you Rewind. doing, Alexa? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> yeah. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm so happy that you're here. I'm a huge fan of you and Brock, uh, your husband. You're husband and co-host oh thank you so yeah i um i don't know how many episodes you guys have but i have listened to all but three episodes oh wow i should ask you which three you you dissed and dismissed one of which is your guys's coverage of can't buy me love because i i yeah i don't want to you know i wanted ours to be a little bit more organic and i don't want to Mm -hmm. be like well they already said that and you know avoid that uh grease too because a guest wants to come on and do that oh that's such a good movie and mr mom i haven't seen it but i want to see it so i'm on the cusp like do i listen to you guys talk about it or do i kind of wait to watch it on my own too so, hmm. but I've heard everything else, and you'd be surprised what I know about you guys because you guys are very personable on that show. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh, that's not good. <laughs> Mr. Mom's one of my favorites, though, so you have to watch it. Even though Brock didn't give it a rewind, I mean, and he regrets and it. That's okay. Well, hold on now. I mean, there's things that you don't rewind where I'm like, what, what? I what? know. She I didn't know. rewind that. So, um, but trouble? why don't you tell the listeners uh, what you guys do over at You Can Rewind It? Okay, so uh, my husband and I, Brock, that, that's his name, we are re-watching movies from our childhood, and, you know, so we're doing 80s mostly, a little bit of early, early 90s, and we're seeing if we think they still hold up, if we still like them, and at the very end, we, we actually pass judgment down on them and say if we would rewind it or not and watch it again. Or throw it away. Or throw mm-hmm. it away. Very rarely do I. I have a really hard time throwing away some of these movies. I'll usually say you, you I, have I, no problems with um, nothing but trouble. Oh, I threw that. I would throw that to the end of the earth if I could. Um, you guys, that movie is not good. Stop no, it. No, Brock. <laughs> Brock got mad at me because I do have to remember a lot of these are like people love them. That's like their favorite so? movie, and so me coming on and ripping it to shreds, you know, not you know, so. I try to be nice, but with that one, I just can't. I just can't be nice. It's bad. Yeah. It's bad. I'm no, sorry. No, yeah. It's it's not good. The only thing I like about it is seeing Tupac, you know, part of Digital Underground. You know, that's about it. But, like, why are they there? Okay, well, <laughs> yeah. there's that wedding, so they need somebody to, you know, perform. And Digital uh, Underground just came out with uh, the Humpty Dance, so sure, let's get them. Yeah. It's like, is this movie over yet? That was that was how I felt about it, but... But then there's there's been movies that are great that are like, you know, that I still love. Yeah. Or movies that I loved going into it. And I was like, this movie is so like Mannequin. That's a classic example. Mm-hmm. That movie. I loved it. I loved it. And I rewatch it and I'm like, this movie is so dumb. <laughs> it's dumb. That's an Academy Award nominated movie. Oh. And I am not even joking. 
For the song, maybe? Or? For the song. Yeah, it is okay. the song, yeah. Okay. The rest of the music's terrible, but the song, you know, saves part of it. The song's good. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if, you know, if, you know, the listeners of this show have not heard you guys, you know, I definitely encourage them to check it out. It's great. Listen. Um, I think you guys are great. You know, the, your, uh, you guys' marriage, you know, it's, it's very sweet. I, I love how he calls you his girl. I love how you try to make him sing. I love it when you try to sing, <laughs> like, um, Footloose, you sang like a couple words of the, uh, holding out for a hero. Oh yeah, you know, and and I was like, Alexa, get it! But then you stopped, and I'm like, oh, so yeah, I would just sing the whole time if he if it was okay. But... If he would just let you, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's really fun, um, <laughs> you know, and it's 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 really awesome that the listeners can learn about the people they're listening to. Oh. So um, one of my favorite jokes that Brock told was how you guys met in Abilene, and he's like, that's where I met the love of my life, and that didn't work out, and then I met you, so. <laughs> I, I couldn't stop oh, yeah. laughing. It was, mm-hmm. it was pretty funny. Yeah, he can he can be that way sometimes. <laughs> we have fun. We don't always agree, but we do have fun. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and then you know sometimes you guys. Uh, well, I feel like a lot of times you have your daughters uh, tune in if they're not playing on the electronics, um, and it's <laughs> kind of nice to kind of get you know some of their thoughts as well. You know, if they had any like. Uh, the one point in Three Men and a Baby, your youngest of all people was able to understand what a woman said. Yes. You know, um, yes. And you guys are like, what? Now, do you guys you guys never like turn on the subtitles to figure out the dialogue or what is being said? That would have been a good idea because we had to like rewind that part back, rewind it again. And the funniest thing was about the line is it was actually kind of a dirty line. And so we were listening to it over and over thinking like, oh, what did she say? What did she say? And then my seven-year-old says it and we're like, oh, okay, moving on. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. Uh, So I thought that was really cute. But yeah, throw in the subtitles. I mean, especially with the kids around, you know, um, you never know, you might miss something. And instead of having to rewind, you can maybe just read it on the screen real quick. But um, that's it, it's a must in our household, either closed caption or subtitles. Yeah, there you go. Especially in yeah. older movies when the sound is bad. Because there's been movies right. where like, that, I can't understand what... And then you have to crank it up, and then all of a sudden something will just be so loud, just yeah. hit you in the face. And also with like the, um, these 80s and early 90s movies, sometimes you have a foreign exchange student where the accent... You can't understand them. You know, mm-hmm. it's just hard to understand. So there's so there's things like that. <laughs> true, true. And, and and another thing, I gotta give you guys credit from your show. I learned that it's not an '80s movie without a locker room scene. Oh, isn't that the so, truth? And when you guys said, uh, I go, they're totally right. I yeah. mean, Teen Wolf had it. You know, I'm sure Teen Wolf Two had it. Well, uh, you know, I didn't remember it in Footloose, but that's a really that scene, I think that scene's cut out <laughs> of the TV version because I'm I didn't really remember. Sure. And I was just like, how bizarre is this? You know, I don't know. It, it, oh, that's, yeah. that's you a, guys that's go into detail about that too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> things you things you notice. Yeah. So definitely check You Can Rewind It. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So you're joining me for Can't Buy Me Love. It's uh, from what I gathered from your show. This is one of your favorite movies, though it I have is. not heard... Your review, you guys have mentioned on other episodes, you know, uh, especially like your 21 episode review. So you oh, kind of yeah. did talk about that. So I was like, all right, she's the perfect person to have on. Um, so this movie came out August 14th, 1987. 
the number one song at the time, I don't know it, maybe you do, mm. it's U2's I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For. Kidding that you don't know it, you know okay, it. Okay, maybe. Okay, sing it for There's me. Maybe no I won't know it. Uh, and I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Oh, that's you too. Okay, I yeah. do know that song. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I was know about it. To say, I thought you were making a joke. That you know that song. No, no, not at all. That was a but, huge I mean, song. Huge song. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, it was only number one for two weeks. Oh, now that's that is kind of shocking. I would say really I know shocking. it's not from this movie because. Um, this mo- I don't think this movie has any big songs in it. Its theme song is an old song. Right, right. So, and I'm, I'm sure that was number one too. I think it was on the Beatles. Like, uh, no, do they have a number one album? I'm sure the Beatles have something like it, but um, no. The the this one is just uh, top Billboard. So this was the, okay. the number one song at the time. Well, I believe it. I believe it. Yes. Yes. Uh, the box office, when this movie came out, the other movies, uh, we got No Way Out with Kevin Costner, mm-hmm. uh, Disorderlies, which was a comedy, North Shore, I never heard of, but a personal favorite here, The Monster Squad. Hmm. Okay. I don't, I don't remember. I know that movie, but I don't. I think that's on our list, but I don't remember it. And I don't really know many of those other movies, honestly. I mean, how can they compare to this one? I don't know. No, they, they they don't. I shouldn't um, I shouldn't show my cards right up front. You <laughs> no, know. you're right. Yeah, because you guys do try to keep that from from each other, whether mm-hmm. uh, there's a movie you would rewind or not. Yes, but you All already right. said it was one of my favorites, so uh, I'm exposed. Oh. So I can just say. oh with this one. Well, you know, I I don't do uh, <laughs> ratings really. I just oh, pull up like good. Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb, and we'll just kind of discuss then like which score do we agree with more. Yeah, that's good because it's hard. You would you wouldn't believe how hard it is to say the end. It is. I mean, for, uh, for the long-time listeners, when I did ratings, I was very generous. I was giving a lot of fours and fives mm-hmm. and four and a halves. There was very little movies that I did not like. I mean, there were some. There were some that I gave like three or two or something like that. But I was like, this, I, I didn't find it fun anymore because I was just very generous with my score. So I just, mm. I'm just like, you know, I'll just go with what other people are saying and give my thoughts on that. Yeah, there you go. All right, so this movie, it was directed by a Steve Rash. Uh, He's done, uh, he did, his first movie was the the Buddy Holly story, Hmm. which I have not seen, but I did Mm -hmm. cover La Bamba, which, you know, it's it's the same tragic ending. And he goes on, you know, to do this, but then, like, his more current work have been, like, the the spinoffs from, like, American Pie and Bring It On, so okay. he's still doing high school movie type stuff. Hmm. Kind of interesting there. I guess that's just his forte. Uh, but we got our lead, Patrick Dempsey, who plays Ronald Miller, not Donald. Uh, right. Amanda Peterson, <laughs> rest in peace. She plays mm-hmm. uh, uh, Cindy Mancini. Let's go with Courtney Gaines, uh, who plays Kenneth, his uh, best <laughs> friend, whom I know uh, the best from Back to the Future. Uh, he was in the dance scene at the end yep. there. right. He was the aggressive dancer. He was. That's right. <laughs> and uh, his line is, Scram, McFly, I'm cutting in. And then he yeah. has that maniacal <laughs> laugh. Yeah. And he was also in Children of the Corn. Which I often hear about, but I've never seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was in The Burbs. 
That's right. You guys did cover that mm-hmm. in a movie I saw. Yeah. You should see that. I didn't think I was going to like it. Check yeah. it out in that. Yeah. I know about Tom Hanks's like famous laugh cry thing that he does. <laughs> so, but your guys' review was fun. I, I do want to check that out. Well, Courtney Gaines, but to me, Courtney Gaines is always going to be this character because this is the character I know him best as the nerdy friend Kenneth. It's a great role for him, too. Mm-hmm. So I, I do like it. Um, some of the other notables, we got uh, Seth Green, who plays Ronald's younger <laughs> brother, Chuck, or Chucky. Yeah, Chucky. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm trying to think, like, who else do we really want to touch on? Because mm. I think everyone else will just kind of use their character names, really. Um, the only other person I really want to give a shout-out to is Eric Bruscotter, who plays Big John. Uh, yep. I'm a huge fan of Quantum Leap, and he's been in like three episodes of Quantum Leap. He was also in Minor League, no, I'm sorry, Major League Two, which I also covered, uh, playing Rube Baker there. So, uh, so definitely a familiar face for me. And um, hey, why not? Paula Abdul, she does choreography for this movie. Yeah, and I have some info on this movie too. Uh, awesome. And I I don't know the guy's real name, but um, Rico Suave is in it. Yeah. That's right. What is his the, real um, name, though? His name Gerardo? is not Gerardo. Gerardo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You I can't, you can't yeah, leave him out. <laughs> nope. Yeah. You, you know what? I was watching it, and I'm like, that's that's one handsome guy. And I had to look it up and go, oh, Rico Suave. Yeah. That's his song. <laughs> yeah, he's Rico Suave. Yeah. Were, were you a fan of that song? No. <laughs> no? No, but no, I was, know him. your thing? I know him, but yeah, no. No, he's like, he's a pastor now, I think. Interesting. That mm-hmm. I did not know. Yeah. He was on um, that show. I forgot about it when I was talking about it earlier, but it's the one where you switch wives, wife's celebrity, wife swap. Wife he was swap on that. Something? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. A couple of years ago. So I saw him again. But I know him from this role. Yeah, I know him from this role in, uh, in that song. That's, that's really it. <laughs> he doesn't have a big part, really, in this movie either. No, he's, just, he's got like he's a couple lines. He's one of the lines. friends. Yeah, yeah. Right. He's just there to, to look handsome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's there to be Rico Suave. Yeah. Now, a little refresher for anyone that hasn't seen this in a while. Um, basically, a boy rents the most popular girl to make him popular. Mm-hmm. That, that's essentially the story here. So very simple. Um, this movie wasn't very long either. You know, I think it clocks in just a little over an hour and a half, which I kind of forgot. I, I felt like this was one of those movies that might have been a little bit long. But um, mm. what is your history with this movie? I've just seen it a million times. You know, I I had it on cassette or VHS, whatever, not cassette, the VHS. And I just watched it over and over. Like, I wanted to be Cindy. Like, nothing mm-hmm. like Cindy. But, you know, she was cool. Like, she had the cool car. She had the cool clothes, you know, super popular. And so I was just drawn to this movie. It's just fun. It is. It's a very fun movie. Um, I like after reviewing or after watching the movie, I found out that uh, Amanda Peterson was only fifteen when she filmed the movie, mm-hmm. and she really carries herself like really maturely. Like I thought she was a lot older, and it was really surprising to find out Patrick uh, Dempsey was twenty. So yes, a little strange. It's a, a little, little strange. strange. I'm sure it was different in the '80s, but now if you think about it, if I was a 20 year old guy, I think it'd be really weird to play opposite of a 15 year old, you know, girl. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. girls. She's not even 16 yet. We you know we got to give credit to Amanda Peterson, you know, for for killing it. I, I thought she was amazing in this movie. Um, yeah, she's just amazing. good. 
Yeah, she's really good. And he was good, too. I don't know. I'm trying to think if he was in stuff before this, but this was one of his big roles, you know, Patrick Dempsey, like, coming out roles. I don't know, like, the orders or anything like that, but I know, like, the handful of movies that came out, like, around the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, But this was probably my introduction to Patrick Dempsey as well. Um, My memory is, uh, this is definitely a movie I uh, grew up watching a lot. Uh, I think it was on USA a lot as well. Uh, I can't say that we ever owned it, but I watched it enough. No, you know what? Okay, no, never mind. I was going to say we did have it on (laughs) tape, but that's not true. What we had on tape was Adventures in Babysitting, and Can't Buy Me Love was okay. one of the opening trailers. Okay, okay. Yeah. So Adventures in Babysitting, I would watch often. And so I remember the trailer of Can't Buy Me Love very, very well. So like I'm watching the movie. I'm like, ah, that was in the trailer. Oh, that was yeah. in the trailer too. Yeah, so <laughs> that's pretty much the extent of it. Um, I thought this was also interesting that this was one of the few like 80s movie that also didn't have a stereotypical Asian you know, where it's like a foreign exchange student. Aww. So I was kind of looking for that. Yeah. Not that, not that I wanted it because you, know, oh, you, yeah. guys, you guys <laughs> talked about it in your um, 16 Candles. We addressed that issue and I never thought about it that way, you know, until doing the research. And it's like, man, that would not fly. And And how sad to think that people were, you know, bullied in some way because of that role. And the, and that And he, the actor, caught a lot of flack for that role, too. Right. Uh, Yeah, you guys mentioned it. Definitely check out the 16 Candles. Um, I recently came across a, um, my gosh, what was he? I I believe he was a Japanese actor. And the name escapes me right now. But I I did post it on Facebook not too long ago that I read that in the early 1900s, he was was an actor here in the U.S. And he was just as popular as Charlie Chaplin and like Douglas Fairbanks. And um, hmm. and he was kind of he was like one of the first male sex icons, and he was Asian. Hmm. And then like the war happened, and all these other things, and then like his country kind of kind of shunned him for taking these type of roles in the U.S. And then Hollywood they started changing the way they depicted Asians. You know, um, hmm. for example, was it a Mickey Rooney in Breakfast at Tiffany's? Right. So oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Around then, that's when they started kind of like depicting Asians this certain way, mm. and so there was always this stigma about Asians, you know, um, being kind of nerdy and dorky and all of that. So when I was growing up, I'm like, why can't I get me a girl like like Cindy Mancini, <laughs> yeah. you know, blonde hair, blue eyes, and, and you know, I don't have a preference or anything like that, but I'm just using her as an example, and I I found it very difficult to to date anybody outside my race. Like, I, mm. I felt, you know, the white girls and the black girls, like, me being an Asian boy, I was just not a thing. Mm. So, um, I don't know. So, some movies like 16 Candles and 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 this, I was I was able to relate with the, the underdog, you know, mm-hmm. I, I guess, so to speak. So Yeah, I was trying to think in the nerd, the nerd, what they called the nerd herd at one point. Right. I was trying to remember That's who right. all was even in that. Um, is there I is a group one of, of the people. guys... He's got like a buzz cut. I feel okay. like he might have been Billy the Kid in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. He does look familiar. He does. He has a familiar look for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, other than Courtney Gaines, I don't recognize the other two. I, I feel like one of them might have been Asian or or, or something. I, I know there was <laughs> Maybe. an ethnic kid. Well, there's a guy that does the slow, the slow or the weird clap at the end. Do you remember that when they're doing the clap at the end and he's just like... 
That might have been him. That might. <laughs> I think. I think that is him. If people have seen the scene, they know the clap. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's right after uh, Big John starts to slow clap. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. He starts it's to slow, really and all of a sudden look. you go. Like, <laughs> yeah. Know? He's like, like halfway compulsing or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's, let's start up, uh, let's start with Ronald. What do you think about the character of Ronald? Okay. I, I like the character of Ronald, but you know what? I, I've watched this movie a lot and this might be getting too deep into it, but I've always thought, you know, that initially he wanted to be with Cindy and like that was his, that was his goal. And then the popularity took him over. But really when I watched it again this last time, he always says he wants to be popular. Like when he when he says at the very beginning to Kenneth, he's like, I want to be popular. I want to be in that group. It really wasn't about Cindy at all. It was about using Cindy to get to the popularity. Mm-hmm. And I always thought, well, he's, you know, he wants to be with Cindy and be popular in the beginning, but he's totally after the popularity. That's what he wants. And he sees Cindy as the gateway to, to do that. And at some point, he kind of develops feelings or maybe a little, but he's a very, I think he's a pretty deep character just because, you know, you can see his desire to be with Cindy. And then when he gets popular, he becomes a totally different character. So he's actually two separate people in this movie. He's Ronald Miller, the dork, and then he's the Ronnie Miller Express. Right. And he's a big jerk in both versions. <laughs> they've been, as far as we know, they've been neighbors for a really long time. And so I can imagine him just crushing her on her mm-hmm. all these years. But I'm thinking, has he always been a geek and has she always been a a popular person where they've mm. never, like, ever talked, even yeah. being neighbors? That was a little little hard to believe, but, you know, i just going with it here. But, um, yeah, That's he true. definitely... He definitely uses. He takes advantage of her. You know, this is an opportunity to become popular. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of the same thing with um, with Cindy. You know, she takes this opportunity because she needs the money, and he grows on her. So yeah, I mean, you could be right that she just grows on him, and he's like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe she is something that isn't out the realm of possibility. You know? Yeah. So I thought this was really interesting. Uh, I I did. So I haven't seen it in at least. Three years, I feel. Um, probably about three years. I haven't seen this movie, and I missed the part where um, her mom, uh, Cindy's mom, was kind of questioning her about like charges on the on her credit card. Mm-hmm. You know, and she just kind of like uh, Cindy just waves it off, like, "Hey, no, it's no big deal." Because I always kind of wondered, like, isn't her mom cool enough that maybe she would she'd be not okay with the fact that she got uh, Cindy got wine spilt on the dress? That maybe she's like. Hey, don't worry. You can, you know, work it off or something like that. Yeah. I think they set it up, though, because they were like, she asked the mom several times, can I borrow the outfit? And she's like, no, absolutely not. So they were like setting up like this mom is really against Cindy going out in this outfit. Which, what did you think of the outfit? (laughs) Did you like that? I mean, I was thinking, okay, they live in Tucson, Arizona, mm-hmm. and she wants to wear a suede. You know, it. Mm-hmm. I, I know it's like fall time, but that's got to be hot. Um, yeah, it's got to be crazy hot. They were dressed for winter the entire time. Yeah, so the, I'm sure they filmed in, in the spring or something like that. You know, 
But um, yeah, it was okay. It, it was fine. I, I don't <laughs> think that. Uh, I mean, aside from it being white, I don't know if that would grab my attention. You know, like oh my god, check out that dress she's wearing. You yeah. know what I mean? Because she does have like like it's got like a a blazer or, or a jacket. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, over her. so um. I mean, it, it. I feel it's something that she would wear out a night into town or something. You know, not, not necessarily like to a club or anything like that. So yeah, she was really overdressed for that back to school party. She was, and yeah. you know, she's she's kind of like fake with her friends as well. I mean, she she lies about her mm-hmm. mom letting her borrow the dress, and um, you know, one of her friends even calls her out on it. Like, I didn't see that in your closet yesterday, which. I'm just like mm-hmm. that's right. Mm-hmm. Friends do that. Friends do rummage your closet, yep. you know, and borrow things. So I definitely had a phase where my friends borrowed my stuff, and vice versa. So, what do you think about this party? I, I guess this is the first of many in this movie. Actually, and come to think about it, they have quite a bit of parties. They do party a lot, don't they? This party, I I just think it's funny because she wore she dressed up in this thousand dollar outfit, which mm-hmm. I mean, and we're talking 1980. Seven or what, is that what we said eighty seven? Yes, nineteen eighty seven. Um, yeah. So we're talking about nineteen eighty seven. This outfit costs a thousand dollars, and then you got somebody in a bathing suit. Somebody, so it's like it was, that was kind of weird. And then you know that's when the whole drama happens with the with the wine, and of course it's like yeah. red wine, red wine that just like cheap red wine goes all over over her by that guy. That guy, he's a jerk. I'm sorry. That yeah, he's a jerk his, too. Yeah, um, he's a jerk the entire movie. His name is Jerkface. Yeah, yeah, jerk face. <laughs> That's him. Yep. Um, so you don't see a, her a lot at this party because right when she gets there, pretty much she gets the wine spilt, and then it's her in the bathroom trying to get the wine out of the, the outfit. Crying. I mean, jerk face told her to use salt, so I don't know what she was doing. I mean, yeah. if she would just use salt, like he said, I'm yeah. pretty sure he, she could have gotten it out. Mm, no, no, no. <laughs> no. And at the same time, he's doing his poker night with his nerd friends. Yeah, and he is not there for it at all. This is something no. they've been doing for at least a couple years. Uh, I, I kind of forget the exact time frame. Um, but he he wants, you know, this is senior year. He wants to do mm-hmm. things differently. He doesn't want to, you know, hang out with them every Saturday drinking drinking beer and playing cards all the time, which... You know, for me, maybe because it's my age, that sounds like a hoot. Yeah. Like, I, I would love just to hang out with my guy friends and, you know, play cards and drink beer. But I get it. Senior year, you know, he wants to go out with a bang, I guess. You know, mm-hmm. it, was, it was a little little cliche, you know, for high school movies. It's always senior year. They want to do something. Yeah. We, we do find out that uh, Ronald has also been saving up money to buy uh, <laughs> what his mom calls a microscope. You yeah. know, so this thousand uh, dollar telescope, and he's got like fifteen hundred dollars, I think, saved from uh, mowing all the lawns. I forget exactly how how many lawns or what the mileage was, but yeah. a lot. A thousand dollars is a lot for that time. I know. I'm trying to figure out how he got that much money mowing lawns in Tucson, but you know, that's neither here nor there. He that's he right. Got the I money. mean. He has a riding. He has a riding lawnmower. That's what blew my mind. Is like there's not a lot of grass there. That in it's itself desert. is probably expensive too. So <laughs> his parents so, or something like that. Like who yeah. who owns that? His right. parents were pretty cool though. I liked his parents. They had some funny parts in the movie. I like the dad. He was like uh, washing the car one time, and he's telling Ronald, "Like, hey, maybe you can take this out for a spin sometime." And does that <laughs> yep. the, the towel whack? You know, with his son. So his dad's pretty hip. Well, too. They're just, just oblivious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're just oblivious to like. 
The only one who's suspicious is the brother, Chucky. They're just like, oh, like he's got a date with the most popular girl in school. And instead of being like, really? They're like, oh, that's fantastic. Like, we totally buy that. And he's like, something fishy, you know, the brother. Oh, yeah. The, the little brother, the little sister, whatever the movie is, there's always a little sibling that's out to kind of foil your plans. They always mess up your plans, yeah. these siblings. And he's great. He's great. I love... <laughs> As a kid, his scenes were some of my very favorite scenes Chucky? with the brother, with Chucky. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I do like the, I don't know if they're having dinner, but they're eating as a family. And uh, this is a little, this is jumping a little bit later, but um, it's when, you know, Ronald has already become popular and his parents are like, hey, so where's your report card? He's like, you know, I didn't get it yet. And it's like, okay, all right, well, you know, you didn't get it yet, whatever. And then they read, like, Chucky's uh, grades, like, two Cs, a D, and, you know, B, and maybe whatever. <laughs> and then, um, you know, Ronald gets a little salty. He's like, you guys are asking me where my report card is. I've had straight A's since I was born. And you guys are, like, encouraging him. And he's got, like, you know, these bad grades. So <laughs> I thought that was pretty Yeah, it just shows, shows their uh, preferential treatment. A little bit, you know. I mean, I feel like you yourself is um is a, a parent as well. Um, I don't know how you are, but I know for me and my wife, we are a lot harder on our oldest. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I had it the hardest and the most disciplined and all that. Uh, I bought my own cell phone when I was like sixteen, and my dad told me to return it, and then. When my sisters, well, when the oldest sister of the two, <laughs> when she turned 14, they got both her and the young one phones. So I'm like, what is going on here? That's not fair. Yeah, that's not you right. Know, I, yeah. So, you know, times change. And I, I feel like uh, as as more kids are born, they become like the next baby or whatever. Right. So the parents are a little bit more lenient. So I do like that. That's uh, true. They, the, the parents, they let. Chuck do whatever he wants, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think I so. <laughs> I think they yeah. do. Because he just runs off. My favorite scenes with him are definitely the gas scenes. Those are my favorite scenes right, as a the kid. Two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, a he just good one. happens to be in the wrong place. <laughs> or I guess you could say wrong or right place, depending on the way you look at it. And just right place, like, wrong time. And it's just, it is crazy how that happens with John. Like, People are just like, oh, you know. No, they know the face. They know the face. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's what I really love about the script is because there's a lot of uh, setups and callbacks and payoffs, all of the above. It's really great. Um, <laughs> and there's Chucky at the window and he gets hit right in the face with it. Right, yeah. Just uh, <laughs> p- uh, peeping tomming, you know, right outside the party, you know. <laughs> and... And uh, that's when we first see, like, Big John with his gas face, you know, because Ronald's like, what what was going on? He's like, well, here, hold on, I need to air out real quick. And he just goes over to the window where Chucky happens to be standing. <laughs> but my favorite part is in the car, you know, because Ronald, see, you know, feels like Chucky's face in the back seat there. And then yeah. he sees Big John's face. He's like, here, stand here. And then you can see from inside the vehicle uh, Ronald's face. Like, he knows. So I, yeah. I like the way that was shot. It was really funny. And then he crawls out. Then Chucky crawls out of the car. Just like drops on the air, floor. <laughs> air. It's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. And uh, Seth Green was like thirteen, so just two years younger than Sidney <laughs> Mancini. They they look like they're ten years apart. Yeah, it's crazy. that's crazy. That does that's crazy. She does not look fifteen in that movie. 
No, she does not. Like, no. you, if you told me she was 25, I believe you. Mm-hmm. No, that's crazy. Usually it's the other way around. Usually it's like somebody really old trying to play someone young yeah. in these movies. And you're like, that person doesn't look like they're in high school. Yeah, you know? not at all. Very few of them really looked older. Um, I think, what uh, what's Cindy's boyfriend's name? Bobby? Oh, yeah, Bobby. I, I think he looks the oldest. Everyone else just a smidge younger than him. Yeah. You know, maybe not quite the same. Big John probably seems the oldest of the ones that are currently going to school, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's talk about when he buys or tr- is about to buy the telescope and sees Cindy at this... Uh, it's the place where I guess the the dress is from, and she's trying to right. exchange it out. And Cindy, that's not how it works. Yeah, yeah. What was she expecting, really? I mean, she's panicking. You know, this is like desperation right here. She's like, "My mom is gonna kill me. I need like let me work this off. Like help me out." And so Ronald here, being a jerk, he's like, "All mm-hmm. right, this is my opportunity. I need to seize the moment." Mm-hmm. My biggest problem about the scene is when he fans out the money. You know, like who does that? Yeah, I like the way it shot through the telescope. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And you see how distraught that poor telescope salesman was when he didn't make that sell. <laughs> Do you see right, his face? Right. He's like, "Yes, Ronald, the telescope, the telescope. Like, he, he's getting ready to sell like a $1,000 telescope. And then well, he, he looks through and he sees what's going on. You see through him looking in and he's just like, oh, no. He sees him offering the money and he's just thinking... Oh, there goes my sale. Right. I'm sure it's a pretty big commission. <sighs> yeah. And then he, you know, comes, like you said, fans the money. Then he's like, Here's here it is. I can, you know, and explains it to her. And she's like, are you high? Right. I thought that was a really, uh, really a great exchange between the two, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you were in that situation, would you have taken the money? Hmm. You know what? This this girl's desperate. Like you said, I would think her mom would be a little more understanding, but so yeah, I mean, we're talking about pretending to like someone for, for a, a month. month. Yeah. Yeah. And that was really all that was in there, you know. They go to lunch, they walk down the hall. The only thing that doesn't make sense is I guess she and Bobby are not together because not only does she go out with Ronald, she goes out with another guy in between there too. That's right, Brent, who mm-hmm. um, yeah, Ronald Brent. calls uh, Biff. And yep. I thought that was funny because I was like, hey, back to the future. But then it shows his car and his license plate is like B-Y-F, you know, mm. number, number, number. So I was like, maybe that's why he called him Biff, you know, because yeah. it was the license plate. So it's like, is she, I guess they're seeing other people because... That is a that is a really good question because, um, you know, I do like what Ronald tells her. Like, hey, you know, he's a freshman in college now. He hasn't forgotten about you. This is a big step in his life. Or, you know, I'm paraphrasing and making up things right now. But that's essentially <laughs> what he is saying. Yeah. yeah so um, the whole deal with Ronald, obviously, that's fake. But the Brent thing, yeah, why is she dating him now? Is it because, yeah. you know, maybe him? maybe it's just to kind of be like, well, you know, Ronald's out here sleeping with my friends and mm-hmm. going out with them. So I need to, maybe she's not intentionally trying to make him jealous, but she has a void that she needs to fill. Her friends mm-hmm. are, you know, hanging out with Ronald and kind of doing like the uh, round robin with like the, the guys, you know, the the jocks. Yeah, that's um, true. I don't know which one it is, but one of them is seen with like each of the guys in different scenes, you know, at yeah. each party, you know. So 
maybe that's what it is. But even even this guy Brent, I <laughs> I guess he's also in college, but mm. he he seems like a geek himself. Yeah, I don't understand what the thing is with him. He's he, like a a yuppie, I guess. Like he's got his Porsche and he's right. Maybe he just comes from a family mm. with money, you know, and tries to dress like a biker or some deal because he's got that leather jacket and the surfer dude hair. But he is a skinny guy. Yeah, he's not. He's not impressive. No, no, I didn't I like him. I, I didn't so. like the way he talked to Cindy. I didn't like him at all. Yeah, he deserves to get the get the milkshake dumped on him. You know what? I gotta agree with him. That did not look thick. Yeah, I know, right? It looked watered down. It was not thick at all. And there wasn't even that much of it. Yeah. So uh, I I feel like it should have been thicker for a better effect. But I did agree (laughs) with him, unfortunately. Like, hey, you know, he's got it right, Cindy. He demanded extra thick. He did. You're right. That's right. No, No, I noticed that But he is a jerk. He, Yeah, he probably comes for money. He just sounds like somebody that's entitled, for sure. Well, Bobby was a jerk, too. Bobby, he came Bobby, back. he threatened to kill one of his friends for holding out answers from him. Yeah. That was a weird scene in dialogue. <laughs> the weirdest. Yeah, yeah. They had to have, they had to have something like come in to be like the catalyst for the big, the big scene, right? Which comes yes, later. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, let's go to when uh, they first show up at the school, and we they got the the little, you know, she's all that makeover in front of mm-hmm. the school. Yep, I call that the mini makeover. Yeah. Mini makeover. Yeah. All she did was rip off his sleeves, yeah. moosed up his hair, and took off his glasses. Yeah. Then she's like, much better. Yeah. But you know you, what? He uh-huh. did look better. Okay. To me. You the the beret wasn't working for you. No. No. I I at first I was like, that's all she did, and then I thought about it and I thought, but he did look a lot better just with those couple of things she did. And he looks better. With the mini makeover than he does when he becomes the full-on Ronald Miller Express with his hair, like, oh, slicked yeah. back like that. Right. The the, the jerk face number two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, that wasn't attractive at all. I want to see what channel he was watching to get that style idea. I don't know. You know, he had, know. like, this jacket that reminded me of some kind of, like, uh, car salesman. You know, like, some <laughs> sleazeball car salesman. And... um. You know, he throws on the sunglasses as if he as if he's Michael from like the Lost Boys. You know, it just makes him yeah. look extra douchey. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I I did think it was interesting. They're walking down the hall, and people are like, "Who who is that?" And mm-hmm. they're is that really all it takes? Do you remember, like in high school, if somebody dated somebody, did that make them any more popular at all? I've seen it happen, actually. I think where. You know, I, I have seen it happen, I have to say. It was a guy dating a less popular girl, and that made him popular. But to me, that was, I'm not saying it didn't happen, but that was kind of a it on steroids. You know, it's like he can't walk down the hall because he's a nerd. He can't sit in the home bleachers at the football games because he's nerdy. He has to sit at the visitor side. So it seemed <laughs> like that, that was a little extreme. Now, I do remember, like, there being certain areas, you know, where pe- people would congregate for lunch over here. But, I mean, it's just kind of strange to think that it would be that aggressive if you walked down the hall with somebody, you know. Yeah, I feel like people had their cliques and stuff like that, but this was like almost segregated, you know, mm-hmm. jocks and geeks. Geeks, no, you got to use the other hallway. Right. 
it it is an eighties movie. Um, what if you were just a run of the? What if you were just one of the people in the middle? Could you use the hall? Like you were super because, geeky. Uh, yeah, maybe you you weren't known as like a, mm. a geek though. I, I guess that's the the yeah. big thing. You know, you have to be just a, a regular folk uh, to mm, be able to wander okay. the halls. That's probably what it is. Yeah, and they see him, and they're just like, "Didn't you like used to mow my lawn?" something yeah. like that and, then, and he's like oh yeah you have like the best well, i don't know some type of flower i've heard ro- sure rhododendrons <laughs> yeah <laughs> do you know what that is exactly <laughs> no but i know that line and it's funny because it only takes a split second because you know it doesn't take long before the friends are like oh he's kind of cute you know like yeah. just just from cindy walking down the hall with him they're like who am i she with him oh my gosh and then they're like he's kind of cute you know, and then he goes totally geek to totally chic. Right, the famous that's line like, in the, the trailer. That's the famous line right there. Yep. No, I mean, they, and they reverse <laughs> the line a little bit later on too. Oh yeah, yeah. So we don't get quite a montage, but we do kind of see, you know, them kind of, kind of going through this deal over the course of the month. Um, them kind of getting a little bit more comfortable uh, with each other all the while. Kenneth is kind of watching from afar and feeling a little left out because that's his best friend. Mm-hmm. You know, they go way back, you know, and um, Ronald is blowing him off, saying basically he needs to, or well, Kenneth jokes that he needs to make a, an appointment to be able to hang out with Ronald. See, so there's another example of him just being a jerk where he's like, hey, let's hang out this weekend. Yeah. Friday, yeah, not so good. Saturday, mm. yeah, nope, got plans then too. So why'd you even say the weekend, man? Just say like Sunday, I'm free, man. Let's do something on Sunday. Yeah, and then he stands him up again. That's right. Doesn't And doesn't hang out with him. Yeah, I feel bad for Kenneth, you know. Especially in the, the Halloween scene. Yeah, but you know what? Um, it's a little sad to say, but I have been in Ronald's shoes where... I was dating this uh, one girl, and I totally kind of dissed my friend, you know, mm. one of my close friends, and him and I are no longer friends, and that was because of that girl. I mm. I was 16, you know, 16 years old, so um, I I didn't know what I was doing to him, and, you know, like, guys, we're not, like, the greatest as, uh, at sharing feelings, you know, with one another. <laughs> So yeah, right, I wish right. he had told me, like, hey, bro, like, what's going on, man? Like, you, you, you've you changed. You have changed since this girl, mm. you know? So I wish I had found out sooner than later because maybe we still could have been friends. But, um, yeah, I it was it was really hard for me to kind of watch this relationship between uh, Ronald and Kenneth because I have been there myself. Mm. So I have, I have been uh, Ronnie Miller in this case, you know, so I've been yeah. that jerk. And I wonder what ever happens with, you know... I wonder if he and Kenneth could ever be friends again. Yeah, that would be a good question. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sh- I'm sure, you know, if, uh, and bless Cindy, she gives him all the chances in the world. Yeah, um, she does. She really does. And if she could do it, Kenneth, Kenneth could maybe do it one time. But I don't know. There is a scene that we'll discuss a little bit later here that, mm-hmm. uh, who knows, maybe we'll make a different decision then. Yeah, maybe, maybe. So Ronald has been, you know, trading in his nerdy friends for these new popular kids. Uh, what what are some ongoings here? Pizza. Oh, One time yeah. Cindy's like, "Hey, let me treat you to pizza," which was a very nice gesture. You know, mm-hmm. clearly the, she, he's kind of grown on her at this moment. And then, like 
the jocks, they still haven't yet warmed up to him yet. So she's like, hey, mm-hmm. why don't you invite them over? And so, so I was kind of watching this because I, I don't, I don't remember what was being said, but Ronald walks over there. It's like, hey, come on over, guys. Pizza's on me. See, so he just has <laughs> poor choices of words, you know, like, yeah. hey, why don't you guys come and join us? It would have been different. Maybe he would have had like one slice of pizza as opposed to like one pepperoni. <laughs> yeah, the whole pizza. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was funny, too. Like, you don't even get a word from Cindy. The, the scene just ends right there. So that was a, a nice cut. It's kind of like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're not wrong. Like, hey, yeah. you know, you, you said it was on you. So they took the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those guys. um, I don't know. I don't think those, except for the exception of that one real jerk. Jerk face. They weren't horrible. Yeah, except for jerk face, they're not like horrible guys, really. Right, because even jerk face, he, um, I think later on, he uh, claims that he is into like fine wine and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. He's on like this new girl in school because she's a transfer. Thanks, uh, you know, the man upstairs for this new girl who has no... Like she doesn't know his reputation. <laughs> doesn't know him, yeah, yeah, and and they can kind of be jerks. I mean, they were jerks in that one scene, but for the most part, that one guy was really trouble. I didn't find Big John that threatening, really. Big John was okay. He was kind of like a, okay. like a charming, you know, not quite of an idiot, but he's just he's just one of those guys. Yeah, yeah, he was all right. I liked him. Rico Suave didn't do much there. Just a no. couple <laughs> lines here and there. Again, just there to look pretty. Yeah. Yep. He's eye candy, that guy. <laughs> yeah. But the hair, though, like they all yeah. pretty much have mullets, except for Big John. I think he's probably got the shortest of hair. <laughs> he would have been really funny with a mullet. <laughs> I, and yeah. Ronald's all, his hair is all on the top. You know, he's got the curls. His party know. is on the top, not in the and, back. And I would never, I would <laughs> never in a million years in this movie think he's going to end up as like, dreamy. dreamy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Was that a show you watched? No, but. I think he he became more handsome when he was older. Yeah, which is kinda, which kinda is the, can be the uh, case the ugly for men. Story. Yeah, yeah. Like he he did some other movies after that. And it wasn't like oh he's a he's a real handsome leading man. And then later in life, it's like oh okay he is handsome. And then he becomes McDreamy. I have a very good example of that, and I don't know if you saw it. And it came out in the early to mid nineties. I feel like ninety three, ninety four. It's called With Honors with Brendan Fraser. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he was a kind of a not a background character, but he was a a small he had a smaller role in there and even looking back to that, he you know, it wasn't like dripping of charm, you know, mm. in, in in that movie. So I I kind of see what you're talking about. Yeah. So that yeah, that's pretty much him. So Cindy, um we find out that she has a a pretty special talent that she oh, kind of yeah. hides from everybody. <laughs> so she's she's a bit of a poet here. Mm-hmm. Um why do you think she hides that from people? Is it do you think it shows like some type of intellect and they might think she's a geek of some sort? Yeah, I think maybe that's just seen as nerdy. I mean, it shouldn't be, but I think it probably was. Yeah, she yeah. like hid hid her composition book all the way in the back of her mm-hmm. bookshelf, you know. So I was just like, that's interesting because it almost seems as though uh, it, it's something that she has to dust off, you know, that she does once in a while. I don't know, but um, yeah, she seems to be a pretty good poet, and uh, she trusts Ronald with this because I, I think this is the moment where he kind of um, makes her feel better about the Bobby situation, maybe. Yeah, yeah, she's. She- they're starting to develop a relationship, like, yeah. and she's feeling it, and you think that he's actually feeling it too. 
Right. And maybe yep. he was. I don't know. But then, you know, and then he hit we you get with the, the, scene, the bombshell. Right. At the um the, the graveyard, the air air mm-hmm. field the place. Bone yard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I guess that's a real place or was at least. No, it, it it's a real place. I've been there. Is it actually. still there? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It's a very cool place. I can't imagine. You know, like everything he was talking about, I'm I'm all there for that. How they're checking out these old planes from previous wars with the bullet holes. I'm fascinated by all of that. You know, Ronald Miller could have taken me there, and I could have been like, <laughs> you know. So yeah, that, that's definitely a place I'd like to check out. So so you've been there. It was pretty surreal, huh? It's a pretty cool place. I don't know if you can just like climb a wall and get into it though. I'm not really sure about that. But it's a very cool place and it's got and it's huge. Mm-hmm. And it has re- some really old planes, it has planes that are in storage, you know, current planes are just being stored there. Um but it's a really neat place. So yeah. Yeah. That place yeah. I knew. And he also gets her interested in um looking at the stars and everything. Yeah, it's. I mean, you you see like nothing but the sky if you just look up because mm-hmm. the, the you know the the boneyard is so vast, you know, so it spreads out really far. So, um, and I don't know, maybe that's why. Uh, maybe it's nice that it's also filmed in a place like Arizona because I feel that's flat, right? That's not anywhere near the Rockies or anything. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. So it's just out there under the stars. Because later she mentions to him, "Hey, did you see that?" moon or whatever she she brings up something about how she had been looking in the sky yeah to him when he's jerk number two um she tells him and he's he i don't know if he blows her off or what but he doesn't pick up on it that she's still trying to connect with him yeah i think you're right isn't that like when they're at the locker or something like Mm -hmm. that yeah yeah but um (laughs) here they're Mm -hmm. on two different pages right here not even uh not even in the same book she she is thinking that he wants to um court her i guess you know take this even further and he's all like let's talk about Mm -hmm. the big breakup and so just another you know we're just making ticks here under the the jerk Mm -hmm. column um ronald miller so a little little heartbreaking you know and she emotes very well with her face yeah i didn't see it coming the first time the first time Mm -hmm. i didn't see that coming yeah i mean it almost really does come out of nowhere because i mean like you've Mm rewatched the scene the words can go either way but it's the way he reacts you know it's like all right you know so how are we gonna do it this this you know our our breakup it's just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, his change in demeanor was was too sudden. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that was sad. I felt bad for Cindy. Oh, yeah. I feel bad for her throughout this movie. So they they talk about it that they'll, you know, just do it at school and try to make it or as organic as they can. So <laughs> they're at the school. She She shows up and Ronald's putting on some kind of display. I don't know. I guess, like, he's dancing or something or doing some kind of pop locking move and you know so i thought that was kind of funny then she calls him over i feel really bad because she i feel like she was really trying to like say hey you know we don't have to do this kind of deal mm-hmm. but he's just like all right let's let's get into it so i feel like yeah. when she does slap him it is so earned it is so earned Ugh. you know maybe she should have given him two slaps i don't know yeah he's super over the top he's over the top he's trying to make a scene and and he embarrasses her, I think. You oh, know, with absolutely. The stuff that he says is just embarrassing, and it's like, 
That wasn't part of the deal. Yeah. You were going to embarrass me. I mean, if you, you think know. about it, it really could have been just a simple breakup. Word would get around. No big deal. But you're right. He embarrasses her, you know, so it really breaks her heart. It hurts her feelings. You know, he's talking about how basically she's depleted all his funds, you know, because she's so mm-hmm. expensive. And so not only are they <laughs> yeah. just breaking up, now he's kind of like tarnishing her reputation as being like some sort of gold digger. Well, I think he does that because if she were to break up with him, I think he's worried he's going to risk going back to being a nerd again. Like this was just a this was just a freak thing. And, you know, they went out, but then she she wised up and now he's been dumped. But by him going after her that way, I think he feels like that gives him the upper hand that he broke up with her. Okay, that does make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. It sounds and like he something wants everyone a guy would to do. know it. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So breakup they do, and yeah. yeah, he just takes it way too far. At this point, you know, Cindy <laughs> is clearly disgusted with him um, because he is flirting and dating her friends. He goes off the deep end. He really does. So we see like a series of uh, I don't know. There, there's a moment where he's with one of the friends in the car, and they have sex there. You know, with um, I do like the scene where, like, shortly after that, he's in his bedroom under covers with like a flashlight, and he's counting, oh, yeah. counting like exactly how long it took for him to touch a boob. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was a, that was a goofy scene. It was so yeah. random. Like, I, we could have done without, but I just thought it was so funny because I I thought there was more to it, but mm. it's really him just kind of like giggling to himself, you know, like a little pat on the back. Well, maybe he, maybe there's just showing that he's still a nerd at heart. Right. Oh, you and know? not only that, his brother was in the backseat at this time, who actually yeah, has a the, bit of a grin on his face. The brother, yeah. The, bro- <laughs> the brother is, he doesn't totally, I don't think he ever really finds out that's what happened until the end. Like, I don't, like, he knows there's something up, but he doesn't know exactly. Because right. it's the brother's fault, kind of, that he ends up doing the dance. You know, they have the sequence. With the, that's right. I'm sure that's the, on your list. Yeah, that's the famous scene where, um, you know, one of the girls, she's like, oh, you know, you're taking me to prom, right? And and he's like, oh, yeah, of course. You know, I, I, I got moves, you know. And, <laughs> and so, like, I don't know. It was the, like, the next day because I didn't feel like prom was, like, tomorrow, you know, when they were talking about it. And so I, I think, like, the day of prom, he wakes up and he's like, oh, crap, I need to learn some kind of dance. So I think we all know the scene. I think it scene. was like homecoming. I think it was homecoming dance because at the very because later on they talk about prom. Okay, and they I haven't had right. the New Year's. The big scene actually happened at the New Year's party. You're right. Okay, that makes yeah. You're right. Prom is uh, towards the end of the year. Okay, so homecoming, maybe Sadie mm-hmm. Hawkins, some something like that. Yeah. So um, he comes down. It's like Chuck. <laughs> I need I need the the TV. I need to watch American Bandstand, <laughs> and they have this. You know, fight back and forth, and uh, Ronald like threatens him. Oh, I'll be one less uh, sibling, and because I think Chuck was trying to say like, you know, give me two dollars, and I was like, is that a lot of money? But if you think about it, <laughs> I think at one of the dances when Ronald's like paying, I forget how much it was, but it wasn't very much either. I think it was like a dollar to get in or something. See, and so now that puts it in perspective when Chuck's mm-hmm. asking for like two bucks, that must have been like twenty dollars that he was actually asking for. Yeah, you know, yeah. at at this time, like gas, uh, you know, per gallon was probably sixty cents or something. I don't know. Yeah, and he's probably like, um, "I'm not paying you. Give me the remote. I'm bigger yeah. than you, and I'll just punch you." 
So I do like this.、Um, Chuck changes it to what he thought was American Bandstand, but we come to find out that it's like a PBS special,、mm-hmm. the、uh, African Anteater. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I forgot that it was called that. And I'm just like, okay,、yeah. all right. They couldn't go with something else. But sure, we'll go with the you know, African Anteater dance. Well, this is an interesting point that my husband brought up. When we watched it, is that he, okay, so at the dance, all the nerds know that that's the African anteater ritual. Because、mm-hmm. at the end, they say, it's the African ant. So if they all know, then why doesn't Ronald know that? I thought about that, and、yeah. maybe it's a more recent special. You know,、oh. and, you know, with Ronald. He was、uh, being Ronald. cool when that was on. Exactly. You know, so he's been、okay. a, little, uh, a little distant from the group. And、mm. so, I mean, I don't know how often PBS needs to re- replay their specials, <laughs> but, you know, if、um, it, it, it could very well be they were watching it that very moment as well, but in their homes and picked up on、that's、exactly good, what it was. That's a good point. I think、yeah. you're right. He was being cool and, didn't, and he didn't see it. Right, because Chuck comes in and then he runs off before like, it even ends. And so he finds out. So <laughs> I think it's safe to assume that the nerd heard they, they were probably watching it that very same moment. So, yeah. That's true. And Brock's like, and he's like happy that he learned like one move. Like he's just going to do that <laughs> dance the entire dance. Like, which one? Which part of the move? Well, he just he learns that he, one dance、like、and he's like,、one? okay, the, the, I'm good. Yeah.、Uh, like that. <laughs> He's just like, I've learned this. I'm good. I'm going to do this the whole time. I got my one move. We're going to need a、know. video. So tell Brock that Peter requested a video of him doing that yeah. move. <laughs> <laughs> I'll t- yeah, I'll tell him. I actually do. I do think a video of that move because we've been saying we're going to do a video of the Grease, of Grease 2 where I'm going to be on his shoulders. He's going to be spinning me around. So very nice. We'll throw this one in there too. If、you、I know, don't if I don't hurt his back on the other one. We're a part of the, the、uh, you know, little small community,、uh, hashtag film fam. And, you know, I think we just kind of started something where we're going to challenge each other, you know, to, to podcast challenges. And so I don't think everybody's going to participate, but the ones that do, I think it'll be fun. So maybe that's something for me to keep in mind. Should I、yeah. know you guys for something? So, so we'll <laughs>、sure, see. Soon、yeah. come. Soon、okay. come. Well, the, the dance itself, you know, it's, It's fairly simple dance. Yeah. And it's kind of like you're like, Paul Abdul choreographed that. That's it. Like, that's the best. I'm trying to think if there was other dancing. I guess she could have just choreographed people dancing at the dance. And I don't know if you've danced a lot to 80s music, but it's, I think it's actually hard to dance to. I, not a lot, but I have. I have.、Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a club here that、um, often does 80s night or 90s night. And、okay. uh, for, for my 30th, I think we went to 90s night. So I wore like、um, overalls with one strap down. Oh, there you, know, you I, go. Yeah, I tried to do that. And we went to 80s night. And you're right, it's not easy, but a lot of them are actually upbeat. You know, so they are, but it's a lot of like kicking and jumping. Oh, okay. And... So you're, you're saying that dance like the 80s. Okay, no.、Mm-hmm. I go in there just dancing to the 80s music. Oh, okay. okay. So. Yeah, immediately I think to something like、uh, Molly Ringwald in Breakfast Club, where she's kind of like twisting her,、uh, you know, her waist and does these kicks, you know,、mm-hmm, with both、mm-hmm. feet. Yeah. So that's okay. You know, I, I might be able to do something like that.、Okay. I don't know. You know, I mean, <laughs> I still go clubbing. As a matter of fact, I'm going this Saturday. So,、oh. 
Do you yeah. think they'll play any 80s tunes that you can... Not where I'm going. No, no. I'll die. No, this one is a lot more modern music. I'm actually going to a birthday party where the birthday boy, a co-worker of mine, is 10 years junior to me. Okay, so no, <laughs> so, he's not going to be into the 80s music probably. No, but. no, and I'm probably going to be like the the oldest of like his friends there that he invited. I don't know. I'm hoping not. So you're not, not going to do the African anteater ritual is what you're saying? I might try to throw it in there. Who knows? <laughs> But of course they all do it. They, they all would do the all, dance. They'll, they'll watch me do it and then they'll follow along. I'm <laughs> well, going to request like, that very song from Peter's the movie. Peter's doing it. It's got to be cool. It's got to be cool. Just like hey. they do with Ronald. Just like they do with Ronald. Yeah. With and I do Ronald's like that. How everyone it. just kind of picks up on it too. Mm-hmm. Let's all do it together and everybody does it. Yeah. Except Cindy. She's not happy about it. She's the only one in the entire school that thinks it's stupid. Mm-hmm. But that's because she knows, like, Ronald. She knows what he's about. And the teacher, the one that ends up calling him a pervert later on. Yes, the the, the, the female teacher. She's yeah. she's quite funny. <laughs> she doesn't like it. She doesn't like it. No, not at all. I mean, he, <laughs> he he's a pervert and a jerk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about this jock mission that they have every... Every Halloween where they dress in black, uh, they put makeup on their face, and then they go throw like dog feces on uh, mm-hmm. C- Courtney Gaines. Uh, Kenneth. On Kenneth's, 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 there you go, yeah, Kenneth's. Kenneth's house, yeah. Yeah, his, his front door. And I thought this was kind of funny. Obviously, the way it's shot is just so everybody can be visible, but where Big John parks, it's right under like light. Yep. You know, so so like the what they're wearing and and all that, it, it doesn't even really disguise them. Um, and I think everybody keeps talking about how they're, just, they're saying Ronnie, Ronnie. But to yep. be fair, everybody else has called him Ronald up until that point anyway. So doesn't matter if Ronnie is being yelled out. Like nobody's going to mm. know who that is really. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about it that way because you're right. It's like they go to all this trouble to wear all black, put the black face paint stuff under the eye and then they park right in front of the house and say everybody's name yeah i thought it was funny too um well not funny haha but the fact that kenneth's family they are prepared for this you know the the father is manning his station kenneth has the net and then his uh his younger brother is doing something else but all the jocks they have like eggs and they're throwing Mm -hmm. it towards the dad so the dad can't so (laughs) You know, so nobody is there to help one another. Somebody had a water hose, too. Maybe the dad? Or are you talking about one of the jocks or what? <laughs> no, one of the, one of the, that was one of their defense mechanisms is they had a water hose. Might have been the dad. Might have been the dad. Mm. So they got Ronald to to kind of hold this bag of poop, and uh, he's the one that has to throw mm. it on the house. He knows whose house this is. I'm sure he's been there plenty of times. And so he goes up to the door, throws it, splat, right there on the door. And then uh. Kenneth catches him with the net, and they catch eyes. And, like, the look of betrayal on Kenneth's face mm-hmm. broke my heart. That's sad scene. That's sad. Yeah. Yeah. And then he lets him go. And then he lets him go, tells like, his dad that there was, like, a he hole. He got away, yeah. And he's like, he got away. And he's like, oh, maybe next year we'll get him, son. <laughs> Like, oh. That was a sad line. That was yeah. such a sad line because they're already ex- accepting that this is going to happen again. You know, this was like the third time, I think, so far. Yeah. Second oh, yeah. or third time. It's sad. <laughs> it's a sad scene. And, you know, it really affects Kenneth. Yeah. He has a hard time getting over it. 
Yeah, this, I mean, they go back since elementary, as far as we know. You know,、mm-hmm. they, they talk about the treehouse later on. So, this is a guy that he's known for years. They've hung out presumably every weekend, you know? So, yeah, this is just a, a, a very sad scene. Then we、uh, get a scene like at the school where Ronald tries to talk to Kenneth, right? And then、mm-hmm. he tries to apologize and stuff, but then like the jocks come and he's like, Yeah, that's right, man. You can't come to my party. I got confused about whose party that was. Like、was whose house、Ronald's. was that at? Was it well, at his house? Because he leaves. Yeah, I feel that Ronald was going to be throwing a party, but maybe John's like, we can do it at my house?、Mm, maybe so. Yeah. Because it is weird, because if it was his house, he actually left his house. Right. Maybe,、mm-hmm. um, maybe something that I, I missed that、uh, maybe he was like, well, I was throwing a party. Maybe Big John was already having one as well. Maybe, so, or maybe、yeah. they were going to have a different party. I don't know because, you know, Bobby shows up at the party and he is like, What's that guy doing here? Well, if it was at his house, he would know, like, Why am I going to that guy's house? Or I don't know. Yeah. He sees Ronald dancing with like one of the girls. And so Bobby asks, like,、uh, I think it was Big John, like, Yeah, who, who's,、uh, who's such and such dancing with over there? I was like, Oh, Ronald, Ronald Miller. So it's funny. Even Bobby knows who Ronald Miller is. You know, he's、mm-hmm. like the guy who mows lawns, but so he's not, you know, exactly <laughs> invisible. Like people know who he is.、Mm-hmm. But、um, Bobby's such a terrible actor. Yeah, he was pretty bad. But he, he also had bad. bad lines, but the line delivery was also bad. Yeah. What about the delivery of <laughs> that makes you a prostitute? That was yeah, one of his all lines. Of that. Yeah,、mm-hmm. so Cindy is over there, and I forgot what、um, she thought she was drinking at first. And then one of the girls, like, no, Cindy,、uh, Cindy that's, <laughs> that's straight vodka.、Mm-hmm. You know, she thought she was、like, having punch, and they hadn't put the punch part in. Yeah, so she's wasted. Yeah. She's drunk.、Um, Bobby is there, and you know, she kind of reveals to him what happened, but like, look, nothing happened. It was just, you know, he just. Just gave me money for it. And then he's like, Yeah, that makes you a whore. So, yeah. Well, and she had just seen him in the bathroom with Iris, with、right. Ronald and Iris. And, you know, he was also like quoting her poetry, <laughs> which he said that he would keep to himself. Oh my gosh. So, breaking her trust and betrays her there. So, didn't feel like his poem fit that moment, did it? No, and I thought it was very unnecessary. Unnecessary. Like, he, he's already with the girl. Like, I don't know. Yeah, Iris, it didn't seem like that was going to sway Iris. I think she was already good to go then. And I don't know. She doesn't seem like poetry would woo her. Wasn't she the one that the, the Greyhound comment? Wasn't that directed、yes. at her? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, like, Ronald, you don't have to try, try very、so、hard, hard. <laughs> according to what Sydney or Cindy is saying. Yeah. That was a weird, but then, you know, that just put the icing on the cake for her. Not only is he in the, doing that with Iris in the bathroom, then he uses her poetry and that just sets her over that now she's, and she's drunk. So it's like, right. And Bobby comes in and, and gets mad at her. And you got to remember, Amanda Peterson is 15 years old and she plays drunk very well.、Mm-hmm. Really、yeah. well. So I completely buy it.、Um, This is the point where she's so betrayed and she's losing everything. She's lost her friends. Her boyfriend just walked、mm-hmm. off on her. And she reveals to the party that Ronald and her, well, Ronald had this big idea that he will pay her to pretend to like him and everybody else will follow suit and that it worked. And then, like,、uh, Rico Suave and Big John like, just turned their back on, on Ronald.、Mm-hmm. 
Like, yep. leave my house. Literally turn their back. Like, turn. Yep, not but, even figuratively. Yeah, but I mean, no, both. they do it. Yeah. And Iris is like, I don't know you. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, yeah. Uh, I'm going to take you home. And she's like, no. <laughs> everybody has seen you with me. Mm, yep. Yeah. And he becomes like a pariah. Like, he is an outcast. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. I thought... Um, I remember this one scene differently. So this is like, well, now it's after New Year's because uh, before the big reveal, it was like three minutes to midnight. So they mm-hmm. all missed it, I guess. They must have missed the countdown because of this big tragic thing. Ugh. And so like Ronald's like walking by himself. And then like Kenneth and the other guys, they're like riding down the street. And it's like, could be worse. You could be lonely like that guy. And it's like <laughs> Ronald. But I remembered it differently. I thought that um, Kenneth actually like sees and realizes it's Ronald. You know, it makes him feel a bit bad. But it that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. But also, I, I thought this scene was always kind of weird. But Ronald is walking by some house. I don't know if it's his own, but his parents and other grownups are doing that uh, African anteater dance as well. <laughs> strange i yeah. didn't notice that until this past time and i thought whose house i i'm just very confused as to whose house everyone was at they must be friends with the teacher the staff member you know and <laughs> yeah. and the staff member is teaching them the dance i don't know yeah like, maybe it, it's kind of weird i don't know because the parents weren't strange. at the party or uh at the dance no unless it was i always thought maybe it was his house and then he left, and he can't, and he couldn't go back in until people. I don't know, but I'm not sure whose house it was. But you're right, that was weird. And he ends up sleeping outside in his in his uh, with his mower. Yeah. So after this, um, <laughs> Ronald goes over to uh, to Kenneth, who's at the arcade, and this is mm-hmm. one of those really emotional uh, scenes as well, where um, you know they have a confrontation because. Ronald is trying to apologize, and Kenneth just explodes. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. you crapped on my house. Mm-hmm. If you watch the TV, TV version, he says, you hit on my house, which is hilarious. Oh, that is so Did funny. You ever that makes that? no sense. No, you no. You hit on my house, man. I think says. I've always known the dirty version. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, very emotional. <laughs> and it's funny, too, because like some of the kids that are playing the arcades, they like they turn and look to see what's going on, but then they go back to playing games. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody's really paying any attention. I think it would have been a little bit more intense had everyone like been watching. Yeah, they probably, you know, they they put money in that machine, so. You're right. You're right. They don't want to lose a turn just no. for, you know, spectating. No, I got you. You're right. No, there's right. no continue. You got to start over. <laughs> That's right. You got to start over from the very mm-hmm. beginning. There's, um, <laughs> It's not like the home releases. No, no. So what happens here? Oh, well, he just becomes an outcast. He's not He's not accepted by the nerds now. He's not accepted by the popular people. He's, he's eating lunch by himself. He, he's driving uh, his dad's uh, <laughs> Oldsmobile or whatever. Tic-tac-tile yeah. <laughs> station wagon. With the cardboard covering the side, which just looks tacky. That's all yeah. heck. And, uh, it must and he be better to, like, just to show the tic tac tile than to put cardboard over it. I would think so. Absolutely. You know, I guess. Um, that's just a strange look. But <laughs> and I mean, he scoots all the way down where they can't see him. Yeah. Yeah. But but if you think about it, okay, people know who Ronald Miller is. They got to know his dad owns Tic Tac Tile, right? Oh, so, yeah. like, what's the purpose of even covering it up? I mean, well, they know it. They even say, like, he thinks that we don't see him in a spasmobile. Right. And then and, Cindy calls him out. 
I was like, I know some girls that got really comfortable in that. Doesn't she just like throw all the shade on her friends mm-hmm. like from here on out now? It's They're great. It's pretty like, great. Mm. Yeah, she references she says, everything. A, t- a lady, the friend says, a lady never tells. And she said, next time I see one, I'll remember that. Mm-hmm. She does. Yeah. She's like, yeah. They're not getting away with it. She's still got, and she's still hurt. Like, she's still hurt by the whole situation. And I don't think she felt good about exposing him because she had promised that she wasn't going to. And it was in, like, the whole drunken state that she did it. So I think she felt a little bit of guilt, too, about doing it. Well, but, I mean, and he made the the very same promise with, like, her poetry, you know? So, you know, he did break that first. Um, Now, I know that, this is a thing that happened in school, but I'm just thinking about how Ronald really just went around, you know, Cindy, where people think that things happened, but they really didn't because it was all fake. But Ronald has been with all these other girls. Shouldn't they all kind of feel some type of way because they all seem to be pretty cordial towards the end? Like, hey, you know, mm-hmm. that happened. I guess we won't speak about it. But I feel <laughs> that can that can really break up uh, friendships. Yeah, that was bizarre. But like you said, I mean, the friends were also seen with those other dudes, so. Yeah. It's like, well, there's not a lot of choices there at that school, I guess. I guess not. They are some (laughs) special type of friends, those people. (laughs) It's an interesting friend group. (laughs) Yeah. Let's let's go to... Isn't there... There's a moment where Ronald goes to apologize, right? Like six in the morning on the lawnmower. Oh, I guess this is also after, like, a bunch of failed attempts in trying to reach her, too. Like, he calls her house, and her mom's like, oh, she's out of the country. She's washing her hair. Mm Mm-hmm. He tries to call, tries to say he's dumb. Like, he tries all these different things. She just won't accept his call. And I'm trying to think. I think that is actually after the big scene. There's also another scene that kind of, like, um... I think it is worth mentioning because it's just another one of those examples where Cindy keeps giving him another chance. You know, she, mm-hmm. I forgot what it was after, but it was, it was still after the breakup and she goes to see him at his locker mm-hmm. and, you know, she wants to make plans with him. And then he sees that other girl. Yeah, Iris. And is okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until Jerkface mm-hmm. shows up. It's like, oh yeah, man, give it to her good. And then, mm. so, so Ronald, you know, kind of goes back to that facade and is, Telling her off again, and and the only thing she sees is her friend, you know, that other girl. So she doesn't even see Jerkface walk off. Yeah. So it's just one of those things uh, in the movie where you're just like, please, why did that have to happen? Yeah, I think just showing, I think it's just trying to show us that Cindy still cares about him. Yeah. There's no, still absolutely. feelings there. And um, and he kind of shows, like, after she storms off, and he's like, oh, wait, Cindy, you know, but it's too late then. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's safe to assume that he has never really dated. So he doesn't know how to handle himself. He doesn't know how to act when he does have a girl. Mm-hmm. So this guy is just all over the place as a whole. Uh, an, an a-hole, that is. So <laughs> let's, let's jump to the very end. right? Okay. So we got Kenneth, who is helping out one of the girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the girls that Ronald has also been with. Um, he's sitting at, uh, you know, the popular quadrant i guess i don't know Mm -hmm. big john says like the word quadrant i'm like whoa that's big for you yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) the quadrant yeah kenneth is just you know just he's not doing anything but he's helping i think it's patty or barbara one of the girls patty i think okay he's helping patty Mm -hmm. with her homework and you know uh she's the one that wears face paint she wears face paint (laughs) i think i think she's my favorite yeah i think not barb 
Barb is taller, right? Barb has like curly hair and like a headband. I think they all have curly and hair. And then Patty has like usually like a high ponytail and a face face paint. And then what about Iris? Iris is like has really long dark hair and um she looks like she's 30. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> it's kind of funny how like the the leader is like the blonde blue eyes. Everyone else is mm-hmm. just brown hair, you know, brunette. Yeah. Um but I think it is Patty the one that I like. Wasn't she the one who was um like sitting uh like on the on the back of the vehicle with barefooted or something? At the end, you mean? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, she I think they were both there. They're both uh, there. She's the one who went to the dance with them that did the dance. Yes. Yes. That was his date for the dance. She's my favorite of the friends. Oh, okay. I think you so. You see more of her, I think. You're probably right. I mm-hmm. think her name comes up more too. Mm-hmm. I mean And so she's she's the one that's getting help from Kenneth. Yeah. And I thought this was a sweet moment too, because I mean we see that she came up with something on her own and Kenneth's like, Hey, yeah, you got it. You know, you, mm-hmm. you did it on your own. She's happy. And so, like, uh, Jerkface comes over and is uh-huh. like, get out of here before I do something <laughs> yeah. bad to you. Go back to your side. <laughs> right. And then I really love the scene. I mean, we had a bunch of great monologues. I mean, uh, Ronald had one when he goes to see Cindy, you know, and he tries to talk to her, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, and confess his love and all that. That was a very sweet scene, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but this one, you know, Ronald has to bring up the... The the moment when Jerkface fell out of their clubhouse, broke mm-hmm. his arm, and that's the arm that he threatens to hit with a bat. That was pretty intense because the music changes too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it goes silent for a second when he hits the table with the bat. Yeah. It, it's got everybody's attention. Yeah. I thought it was kind of interesting that the uh, male teacher tells, like, the woman teacher, like, hold on, let's, let's see what happens. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Ronald's holding a bat. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I feel you should stop that. <laughs> because I don't think that we quite got the sense that that teacher, you know, um, <laughs> thought Ronald is is like an overall good guy because – like the first time we see the teacher, it's you know, it's in true. class, and Ronald <laughs> is like sitting awkwardly in a chair, not paying mm-hmm. attention. All these things. Well, so, those are the only two faculty you ever see. <laughs> I mean, that school is pretty small. I think yeah, they only have the two. It's just that guy and the lady. <laughs> right. They take turns like cooking during lunch. Yeah. yeah. So it's a very small school. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, no, I've always thought that was interesting because like, why even add that? Because I'm just like, I don't know if teachers would actually just say, no, hold on. Let's see what he's got to say. Yeah. Let's, let's <laughs> but, hear him out yeah. here. Let's hear him out. So, you know, uh, Ronald's got this great uh, speech that says, hey, it doesn't matter what your status is. We should all just like one another, you mm-hmm. know, just lay it to rest. And the only thing I didn't like about the scene was the handshake. I thought that was a little a little cheesy. Uh, I yeah. think a little acknowledgement, like, hey, I'm sorry, and just walk off. You know, the slope clap, mm. that was fine. And then your favorite yeah. guy with a... The wobbling. Yeah, the the bobbing (laughs) head. (laughs) Yeah, he was great, wasn't he? That was a pretty good one. Yeah. So I don't know if you noticed, but I think it's Patty. She seems to be in tears over this as well. Yeah, maybe she's just like... And even when Jerkface comes over, that Big John and Enrico Suave are both like, hey, be cool. Like, you don't have to do this. You don't have to get violent like this. You know, I think Jerkface's name is Quint. Yeah, Quint, Quint takes it to the extreme, and and they're like, you know, 
be cool. Like, what are you doing? And then he just goes crazy. And then, you know, at the end, they shake hands, like you said. And mm, I don't know. Are things really going to change at that school, though? Are they all going to sit at the table together the next day? I don't know. Probably not. I think people are going <laughs> to just allow it a little bit more. Maybe. Just the fact that everybody is kind of clapping. I mean, Big John's the one who started it. So I think he's very much on board. Like, you know what? Ronald's kind of right. Mm-hmm. You know, we've known a lot of these people. It's no big and deal. And they did start saying kind of like hi to him after that, you know? Yeah. Even Cindy would acknowledge him when she was passing by. Right. And then yeah. that's when he starts, you know, well... I don't know. That's the part that's confusing to me. Did he do the calling before or after the scene when he was calling? He was calling before this. Okay. And then her mom's even like, well, I don't understand. Like, first he's a nerd, and then you like him, and now he's a a geek or whatever she says. Yeah, she's like, first he's a geek, and then you date him, and then he's a geek again. Honey, I don't know what geek is or something like that. Mm -hmm. And and then she's like, oh, uh, a geek is what Ronald Miller is. And she's like, well, who says? Mhm. Yeah. You know. So she's just basically telling uh Cindy that it's just it's just a a title. Like who who says that somebody is something? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It it was kind of nice. Um Yeah. What they did forget. What do you think about the mom's boyfriend? Oh my gosh. What a sleazy guy. What was I don't know what the point of him was. He was creepy, wasn't he? Unless he they really were just was. trying to say, you know what? Her Cindy's mom is like a hip lady that's dating, like she's not married. Obviously, you don't see you don't see Cindy's dad or hear about her dad. Right. You only see the mother figure. So maybe they're like, "Oh, she's single, and that's why she would have that sexy outfit in her closet." Mm, I like that. that makes <laughs> I don't know. That's just a stab in the dark. Hey, but, no, you know. you're. you're I, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, don't be so modest here. But on your show. Brock often asks questions that you say, hey, you know, I think this is what it is. And in my mind, I'm like, that's what I thought, too. Yeah. So, oh, good. Yeah. See? So there you go. She's um, she's a lady that's dating. So she's got to have the sexy white suede. You yes. Know? And, but her choice in men was just crazy. And he was super creepy. And if anyone was like, you know, if my daughter was high school age and they were like, you know, whatever he says to her, like, this must be your sister. Whatever, you know, like that wouldn't be... I would just think he was creepy, especially if I thought he was checking out my daughter. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he was just mm. like, oh, looks like you guys are sisters. Yeah. Um, he was. His name was Rock, too. Rock. Yeah. Rock. I mean, he's no Dwayne Johnson. And Not she's like, all. oh, Rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. We only see him like the one time. Yeah. And then he's out of the... <laughs> she, she must break up with Rock. Yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah, she does, because then they have that girls... Like, they watch a movie together. They kind of do yeah. like a bonding the, thing. Exactly. They share a moment. And maybe this is, a, I don't know if there's a deleted scene. It would be very interesting to find out. But I could have, not that it's needed, but maybe we could have had a scene where there's a little understanding between Cindy and her mom, you know, mm. where um, maybe she admits about the dress thing, yeah. you know, to kind of like uh, tie that little subplot up, you know. Yeah, that would have been nice. Well, and when she, when they, when they do the scene, maybe you were going to bring that up. I'm sorry, I interrupted. <laughs> no, it's okay. No, but, I was going to bring up the very end. Yeah. Yeah. This well, the scene right before the end, it's almost like a false ending because you think that everything's going to be resolved in the scene when he wakes her up and he does the monologue that you were talking about earlier, and you think, 
okay, this is the scene where she's going to forgive him and they're going to be together, you know. And then you just get kind of... The get, lunch scene. You Well, you get gut punched because he's confessing all these things and he's telling right. her, you know, um, I lost who I was. Like, the whole time I wanted to be with you and then I was with you and then I just became this person um, who I didn't recognize anymore. It wasn't me anymore. It was somebody else. And then you think, oh, okay. And then he's like... She's like, but I can't. I can't do this first thing in the morning. And he's just like, well, I'll come back later. And then she gives the whole, like, I'll be washing my hair out of the country, you mm-hmm. know. And you're just mm-hmm. like, dang, you know. Like, come back at 11. Maybe we can talk. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. She, and she uses those excuses again. Mm-hmm. And his favorite one is the out of the country, which, okay. Yeah, my mom Maybe- told a guy I went to the moon one time. Really? That's funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was, I don't I like that. talk. Yeah. But, but you think that, you think right there it's going to be resolved and it's not. And that's like, that's one of the cool parts, I think. Cause you think, okay, she'll forgive him, whatever. And she doesn't. She's like, no, I'll be washing my hair. Like, I hear what you're saying and I'm, and I'm crying and I'm taking it in, but I'm not ready to go there yet. Yeah. Because, I mean, these are words. But how many months did he go through this? How many months passed before from four New months. Year's? Okay, so from New Year's to then, he had four months of this to ponder yeah, be- what happened. Because it was the it was the kid with the buzz cut and the leather jacket, you know. Because he was making the math, he was um, you know four uh, four months at a thousand dollars. He was breaking it down like that's not too bad. And then that's when you get like the heavy set girl. Like, did you not take mm-hmm. economy class? You could have had me for forty nine ninety five. Which yeah. I, I I didn't get that joke, but everybody else seemed to be laughing. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, I bet I wonder how many how long was it that he was an outcast? Like Oh, com- oh, I from, see. From New yeah. Year's mm. to like spring obviously cuz he's mowing again. Right. Like when does that when does that happen? So how long did he have to think about what happened? That's I'm a just, good point. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. Probably a couple months, maybe another month. I mean, I, uh, actually, you know what? At least a month because he had detention. Right, he said he tried to get a, uh, in touch with her then, but he mm. had detention yeah, stuff, right. so he couldn't do it. Going in the bathroom, yeah, exactly. So, so at thought, least a month. Mm-hmm. But she, but he doesn't. That's pretty much all he has to do because it's not much longer than that until the end scene. Right, because I mean, so that that first monologue he has with Cindy, you know, he's been putting up this ruse. She doesn't know if it's real. So it was mm-hmm. until the lunch scene where she's like, "Okay, he has changed." Right, so mm-hmm. I, I think. That that's more acceptable then that uh, you know, she'll kind of take his word on it, and so we get the end scene. Uh, Ronald's you know got his cowboy hat on. He's just mowing the lawn, you know, minding his own business. And Cindy comes out. They talk, and then she takes off. And you're like, ah, you know, it's mm. it's fine. It's whatever. And then she yeah. comes running back to him. Right. So happy ending. Um, yeah. I do. I do like the fact that they give him the hat because. And I wish that they had done some kind of camera trick where we see, like, um, you know, Ronald's, like, looking down as as he was while he was mowing. And then we get a shot where he looks up. And then because the hat is blocking his peripheral, but, like, if he just lifts his head mm. up, he sees her running towards him. Running oh, okay. Towards him. You know, something like that. And I think that would have been really nice. But I like how, you know, she hops on with him, puts on the hat. That's a sweet scene. It was a very sweet scene. Yeah. I, re- I like I like, I like the hat a lot. touch thing. I've had a girl take my hat off and put on her head. 
Yeah, and so. it was that's that's good because he was very sweaty, so she fully <laughs> committed to putting that hat on. She really did, and, <laughs> and she got crazy. on the mower. She got on the mower with him too. She got on the mower, and they had their first kiss. At least we mm-hmm. think it's their first kiss. Yeah, maybe so. I don't remember seeing a kiss because from them. the the one that could have been the first would have been the boneyard, but. Mm-hmm. Ronald he was screwed that jerk. one up, didn't he? He really well, did. Well, and then they played the the song, the "Can't Buy Me Love" song. The end it. Can't buy me love. Now mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier um, at the beginning of the show here that uh, well, maybe I didn't mention it, but I I feel that uh, we have a lot of similarities, or at, at least like me and then you two. You know, uh, I love Michael Keaton. So does Brock. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Uh, we so have some. Similar- yep. Very similar taste in movies, but you and I we ha- we share a, a love for something as well. New kids. Oh yes, new kids. I love me some new kids. <laughs> uh, you yourself, you went to the um, concert not too long ago. I yep. grew up listening to them. I still sing f- three three of their songs at karaoke. You know, I sing step mm-hmm. by step, hanging tough, and right stuff. Now, how do people react? Are they like people into it when you sing? They're it? into it too. Oh, good. They're good. into it too. I try to do the pendulum dance. I still c- can't quite get it, but <laughs> but I do try. You know, I, I do the bye 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 when I do in sync. There you and go. Then I do the pendulum. You know, my hands on what would be the belt buckle. Yeah, so I have fun with it. Um, but <laughs> "Can't Buy Me Love" is obviously a title of a Beatles song. Mm-hmm. If it were to be a New Kids on the Block song, what would this movie be called? Oh my goodness! <laughs> well, let's see. Can be, be Valentine Girl because uh, it's uh, not could that. Could be. Could be. Um, can't be. Favorite please girl. don't go, girl. Please, yeah, it could be girl. favorite girl. They have a lot of songs um, with girl in it, don't they? Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> they. Um, oh my goodness! I don't know. So many. I don't think there's anything so that songs. involves money, so that'd be a tough one. Well. There's a cover girl song. Um, that's a really old. That's a really old one. I love. You please know, don't go, girl. That's a good. Please don't go, girl. One. I mean, yeah. Especially when she's walking away from him, he could have busted out in that. You know. Yeah. I'll tell I, you what the um I found out when researching this movie is that you know the the Beatles Michael Jackson owned the rights to the all the Beatles songs. Mm-hmm. So when they wanted to use it, they actually had to go get permission from him oh according to our research that we did um he he insisted on seeing the movie before he would give permission for the song to be used oh clearly he was Um, a fan of it yeah so i guess he liked it um but that but i also i said this in my other podcast is that it's it i think it's very good to know that he was um careful and cautious in the way that he used their music because he wasn't just like letting just anybody do it. He was like, I want to see this before I give permission for this. So right. that was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I did know that he owned their catalog from the Lifetime movie. I forgot what it was called, but it was about Michael Jackson. Um, uh, you know, kind of like the, 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 the end of his life. So, and I think they did mention that because they also kind of touched on how he was broke. And people were like, how can Michael Jackson be broke? Mm-hmm. Well, the way he was spending and all that, he needs to tour to have money. so Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. And it just fit. Yeah. So it, it is a great title. Uh, did you ever see the remake? No. So I know there was a remake called Can't Hardly Wait. Is that right? 
No, Can't Hardly Wait was actually just a different, uh, it was just another teen movie. Um, but mm-hmm. it was actually called um, Love Don't Cost a Thing. That's what Nick it Cannon is. Okay, and yes. Christina Milian. Yeah. I did not see it, but I, I knew about that movie. I was like, man, yeah. we need to watch that. Did you see it? I did see it when it you came did? out. Mm. It's um, it's very much, and I think they do credit "Can't Buy Me Love" that is actually based on oh, okay. like the screenplay, you know. So it's very much like a an actual remake. So it's not like it was hmm. inspired by or did the concept of. Oh um, really? Like yeah. the same kind of lines and everything too. It not exactly verbatim, but yeah, very much the same. Um, he and Nick Cannon also plays like. You know, the names are different, obviously, but it's the same thing. <laughs> you know, the whatever she's wearing, she needs to change out. And he's like, hey, I got this money. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I don't think it's a telescope. It might be something else, but very similar. But they change different things to kind of modernize it. But even Nick Cannon mm-hmm. plays like the Ronald Miller number one, silly and kind of goofy, too. And then like when he yeah. changes, he's a little bit more suave. So mm-hmm. um, I always have mixed feelings when they do that to the movies. Yeah. Especially ones I like. So, I mean, I didn't care for it, but I think it's an interesting comparison. I don't know if you'd ever be interested maybe coming on original remake and maybe we can review the two. Hash it out. Yeah, hash it out. Obviously, we know who will win, clearly. (laughs) Um, So speaking of, mm, well, not quite, because that's what you guys do on your show. But I have the Rotten Tomatoes and the IMDb score up. Okay, I'm I'm curious. I'm curious about this. So I'm a little sad. Um, Rotten Tomatoes actually has a rotten with 48%. Oh, it's so wrong. A little surprise there. Yeah. And then Mm. uh, IMDb has it at 6.7. Okay. Hmm. Who are these people? Yeah. Who who indeed? Now, obviously, Mm. 6.7 is a lot higher. Um, Yeah. I think... I think it could be higher than 6.7, but obviously I'm going to agree with the IMDb score. I feel like this should be like a low 7, you know? Yeah. I think it's pretty good. You know, when people talk like 80s teen movies, this has got to be up there, like top 3, top 5. Yeah, this is a good movie. I mean, it's got its parts, but I mean, it's funny. It's got a good message. It does. It has a lot of messages, actually. A lot of... I mean, what more do people want? Yeah, uh, the parents are great. <laughs> Not a lot of jerks, yeah. except for jerk face Quint. Yeah, you know, I mean, if your name is Quint, you got to be a jerk face. I would have to read. I would have to read some of the reviews, but I might get mad if I do because no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's that's a interesting. Yeah, you know what? I I might check out one or two just to see what they think because yeah. this came out in '87. There wasn't a whole lot yet that quite had this formula. I mean, this might be like one of the best John Hughes movie that is not John Hughes, right? I love you know, John Hughes. I'm a big oh, fan of John Hughes. We all do. We yeah. all do. But he just he just had his finger on the pulse of 80s teen somehow. He really did. And he also Absolutely. had a part in writing Mr. Mom, too, which is why you should watch it. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I did hear that <laughs> in one of your episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the recap one. The one yeah. where you guys will start doing it every 21 episodes. Yeah, because we can't count. <laughs> That's what Brad said. Yeah, yeah. I um I binge your guys' show like all in one week. Oh, you, know, you did? Yeah, because a lot of them are like between thirty to forty-five minutes. You know, only a few of them were actually over an hour, and I could knock out you know something those short like four or five in a day. You know? Yeah. The um, there's just one. It says it's an hour and thirty minutes, and it is not that long. 
feel like maybe, was that Top Gun? Maybe. Um, it's the mannequin episode, and something's wrong with the counter, and I don't know how to fix it. But it's not that long. It's probably yeah. like forty-five minutes, and it says it's like an hour and thirty minutes. Oh yeah, they, they go by all really quick. So. Oh well, thank you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> now you'll thank- have to listen to the "Can't Buy Me Love" one now. After I this will <laughs> actually. I will do that uh, tomorrow for sure. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because I was waiting. Um, uh, but Alexa, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Um, I had a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Absolutely. We'll have, to have I, you on the show. We'll have you on the show. I would, I would love to. Yeah. Yeah. I just hope that, um, you know, listening to your guys' episode, I'm like, oh, man, I just like said all the same things over and over. So hopefully I didn't bore you too much with like, yeah, I, I know this. Let's move it along. <laughs> no. No, it was really fun. <laughs> all right. Great. So um, why don't you tell the listeners again uh, where they can find you, uh, you know, social media, if you welcome the interaction and maybe a good episode to start with. Okay, well, one of the things about the way we do the podcast, I don't know if it's good or bad, but the episodes just stand on their own. So there's no, like, beginning or end. You can just go and look at the list of movies if something you're interested in. Um, You can listen to it. Some people ask, should you watch the movie first? I don't know. Not necessarily. I mean, it is a spoiler. We're going to talk about the whole movie. But most likely you've seen it before. Um, but you can contact us on You Can Rewind It. We have a we have a Twitter, You Can Rewind It. Facebook, You Can Rewind It. Instagram, You Can Rewind It. And we actually have an email, You Can Rewind It at gmail.com. And we're on all go. the iTunes, whatever, you know, all those. Stitcher. I, we're on iHeartRadio. Um, you are? Those. Wow, awesome. Yeah, but we're on all of them yeah. that I know of. <laughs> So for some of those links, I'll uh, include at the very least, you know, your t- Twitter and stuff like that on the uh, on the show notes. So that way, listeners can access it, uh, access it a little bit easier. So um, for me, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Paulstalgic. If you visit my network's uh, webpage, CoreTempars.com, you can find my content for Paulstalgic and We Got Five. And uh, go to FollowingFilms.com for original remake, where Michael Denniston and I we cover movies that have remakes you know very simple there we discuss and compare the movies and um i think that's it so alexa thank you again um this was definitely a lot of fun um for the listeners if you guys haven't yet left a uh, itunes review please consider leaving one uh that would really help out the visibility of the show and uh if you guys have a few more minutes check out you can rewind it and leave them one as well support your local independent podcaster or just maybe not local I mean, they could be living in brazil or something <laughs> so support your independent podcasters is basically what i'm getting at so i want to thank you guys all for listening and we will talk to you later Thank you for listening to the Court and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court and Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com.